were discussing uh, Guru Puja, uh, not Guru Puja, Guru Purnima. Uh, Guru Purnima is the actual appearance day of Srila Vyasadeva. So it is also called Vyasa Puja. So in India, all the the Mayavadis, they, they don't take it on the appearance day of the Guru, but they do it on this day, everybody. They worship their gurus on Guru Purnima Day once in a year. We do it differently in ISKCON. We have it on the actual appearance day. So it's the disappearance, is it, of Sanatana Goswami also? Okay, I just want to make sure. Um, Uh-oh, somebody has my copy, which has writing on it. Oh. Mm. So look, everybody look at your copy and see if there's any writing on it. Oh, no, wait, I've got it. Okay, don't worry. I was going to say, I didn't pass out anything with yeah, any I've writing got, on it. Yeah, I've, I've found it. All right, we're good. So we're going to start reading Bhagavad Gita, where it talks the qualification of the guru and the disciple. Tadviti pranipatena pariprasnina sevaya upadekshantite gyananjanina stattadarshina. Just try to learn the truth by approaching a spiritual master. Inquire from him submissively and render service unto him. The self-realized soul can impart knowledge unto you because he has seen the truth. So here we have two qualifications. He is uh, self-realized and he has seen the truth. Uh, self-realized and has seen the truth. And the qualifications of the disciples. Um, inquire from him submissively, render service to him, Pari Prashnena, and be um, submissive. Inquire from him, there it's got it both in one phrase. Inquire from him submissively. But actually submission is a different, it's different from, uh, it's another qualification of the disciple. Besides inquiring and besides um, uh, rendering service is to be submissive. There are three qualifications of the disciple. It's good to know because we're worshipping the Guru today, Vyasadeva. And uh, I'll also worship Srila Prabhupada today. We'll talk a lot, we'll talk about different things about how Srila Prabhupada was the representative of Yasadev. So, um, yes, uh, again in the purport, uh, Prabhupada condemns blind following and ab absurd inquiries. If you don't have English as a first language, everybody knows the meaning of absurd. It means like crazy crazy inquiries. I can give you an example. Well, Prabhupada gives example. His example is, can you show me God? That's an absurd inquiry. Uh, yes. Um, suppose you go to a professor and say, can you immediately make me a, an MA? So that's an absurd question. That's a crazy question, you know, without any qualification. So we have more of these to hand out. Oh, yeah, there's more people coming. Um, and more people came also. Uh, um, Jai Krishna. Jai Krishna and, and also Anuradha. Need, no, that um, that's mine. <laughs> Don't take that one. That one's got all the markings on it. Yeah, yeah, you can have it after. <laughs> after I speak. Uh, before, otherwise uh, I'll forget what I wanted to tell you extra that's not on the paper. Um, yeah. 
It's absurd inquiries, like, like ladies go to the guru and say, can you find me a husband? That's an absurd inquiry also. Um, and it happens. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it goes the other way, too. Oh, yeah? The men also go? Oh, yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> find me a wife. Okay. Absurd inquiries, yes. So you can, you can think of that. What is an absurd inquiry? Um, so, yes. Um, Guru is taught with Darshi, Shastra, Shakshu, he sees through the, the Shastra. So, um, Siddha Prabhupada and Prabhupada in Bhagavatam said, following instructions of spiritual master is tantamount to seeing Krishna. So, one, um, Tamal Krishna once asked Siddha Prabhupada, are, are your uh, disciples pure devotees? Or actually, the actual question was, how many pure devotees are there in this world? And she probably. Actually, I was there. You were there. Okay. Well, you can say it. How are there any other pure devotees uh-huh. like you in this world? Yeah. Prabhupada turns to a pender and he goes, "How many of us are there?" He was Bhaktatam at the time. So, says, <laughs> how many in this How many of us are there? He says, well, "Maybe thirty-five or forty. And Prabhupada turns, "About around thirty-five." Forty. <laughs> pure devotees. Yeah. Yeah. So yes. Um, yes. And then Prabhupada said, if they are following, then they are pure devotees. Myself, I'm not perfect, nor I'm, a, I'm not pure, Prabhupada said. This is Prabhupada. I'm not a pure devotee. I'm not perfect. I'm not pure. But my only qualification is I'm trying to follow the instruction of my spiritual master. So that's, that's important. So, Vyasadeva. We're going to start with um, a verse, the first verse of Srimad Bhagavatam, which Vyasadeva said. It's very, very significant for us because Prabhupada actually um, talked about it in one lecture. He quoted it on the appearance day of his spiritual master, Srimad Bhagavatam Saraswati. So, um, but first, before I talk about that, uh, Srimad Vyasadeva says, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. First thing, first thing he says. And then he gives a benediction. If anyone hears Bhagavatam attentively and submissively, Krishna becomes captured in your heart. That's the second verse of Srimad Bhagavatam. So this is Parampara. We worship the spiritual master and Krishna, and, and, and our worship goes up to Krishna, and the mercy comes down from Krishna through the gurus to us. So that's our process, Parampara. And that's what's happening. Um, on this special day, Guru Purnima, we worship the Guru and the mercy. We're offering our worship and the mercy is coming to us. And that's another reason why it's better to serve the pure devotee than to serve Krishna directly. Because, first of all, the pure devotee is more merciful than Krishna. And second of all, um, can you imagine how much, how many devotees are there in the parampara, we get all that mercy multiplied. It's multiplied mm-hmm. as it comes down. It's so many. That's why it's better to be servant of the servant, of the servant, of the servant. Because then you get all the mercies of all those ones you're servant of. Yeah, there's so many mer- so much mercy. So today's a mercy day. So the uh, the first verse of Bhagavatam, the last verse is Dhimahi. That means if you translate it, let us meditate on Krishna. Mm-hmm. Now, what's the significance? So, Prabhupada in a lecture said, Shri Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasati quoted this word. And when he, he said, by using this word, 
Vyasadeva is including all his disciples in the worship of Krishna. So, Dhimahi means not only Vyasadeva is worshipping, he's including all of us. We are all worshipping Krishna. So, Prabhupada, when he was doing the Vyasa Puja, worshipping his spiritual master, Shri Siddhanta, this is in his lecture, he says, you know, we shall together offer flowers, all of us together. We will all offer flowers. And, uh, and that's Dhimahi. Um, Let us all meditate. Sagoshti. And he's, he quoted Vyasadeva Prabhupada, also quoted Dhimahi. So just like he says, let us worship. He's offering a prayer along with all his followers. So we are all the followers. And we are also offering along with Vyasadeva and Srila Prabhupada. So I live in Vrindavan, and, and the temple in Vrindavan is always packed. Now sometimes it happens that... Um, You'll see an Indian lady come in, and she'll have a couple of kids, one in her shoulder, one in her hand, one in her belly. And she offers a basin, and they all go down with her. <laughs> so that's us. We're like the kids of Prabhupada. When he's worshiping, <coughs> then we also go down with him. We worship. So that's the process, that we are part of Krishna's family. <coughs> he wanted us to worship Krishna along with him. So many sannyasis came to this country before Prabhupada came, but no one became a Vaishnava. Only Prabhupada could do that. And um, so when, before Prabhupada left, what sannyasi said to him, you're going to the West, you don't know which hand to take your fork and knife. And Prabhupada said, yeah, I'm not going to learn all these things. I'm going to teach them something else to forget it. Yeah, well, anyway, I think we remembered it again, but um, <laughs> yes, that's we didn't have knives and forks. And in India, you won't get one um, spoon if you eat prasad in India. Oh, yeah, you get it now? Okay. Yeah, I, I haven't had, I don't eat prasad with the devotees. Really? I don't believe it. <laughs> okay, well, maybe. Maybe you do get a you do get the spoon. So, um, so Shri Prabhupada uh, was humble, although he was preaching boldly. And he, whenever he was praised, he would give credit to uh, his guru. He, Prabhupada said, if there's any credit for me uh, that I have tried to uh, give oral reception of the words of my spiritual master. Shri Prabhupada Siddhanta didn't change anything. So, uh, and he said, I'm the most unworthy servant because I delayed so many years before I followed his order. But, and better late than never, he said. And he sent me all of you. Sometimes he, he would say that we are his gurus also. Uh, we are his, and he's serving all of us. And he accepted us as his guru too. So Prabhupada was humble, he was compassionate. And uh, he called Krishna just like a doita. Prabhu called Lord Chaitanya to come. So, Srila Prabhupada called Vrindavan Chandra, what is his name, Vrindavan Chandra, Radha Vrindavan Chandra, to come. And he called all the deities all over the world to come down, just like Doita called um, Lord Chaitanya. And so, again, people would praise, oh, you've done wonderful things, Swamiji. 
uh, he says, no, what have I done? I'm not a magician, I'm just presenting Bhagavad Gita as it is. Gita is there, and if you present it as it is, you can do magic also. You can do wonderful things. He says, I don't have power. Just, I don't want to mix this pure Gita with anything else. So, um, we should uh, take advantage of Kalpat's books. They're his ecstasies. Um, in India, well, first of all, before I talk about that, let me tell you about a morning walk with Sri Prabhupada in Vrindavan, I believe. It was, um, and one d disciple was telling Prabhupada, it seems like Lord Chaitanya preached Krishna consciousness in India, but left the rest of the world for you. And what did Prabhupada say? And for you. <laughs> he said, it's for us to do. We get the credit. We get the credit. So Krishna brought the treasure of Krishna Prema, but the, the treasure chest was locked when Krishna came. And Lord Chaitanya opened it, ate everything, and distributed it freely. But that was 500 years ago, and, and it was still locked in India until Srila Prabhupada came. And he brought the treasure house to the west. He unlocked it and distributed it freely. He didn't care if somebody was qualified or not qualified. He just gave it freely. I see now, um, I'm friends with the Atlantic Sankirtan devotees who distribute all these you know, stacks of books. And I look at the people they distribute to, it's like, my gosh, how, how, <laughs> how do they take these books? It looks like, you know, they're just regular people off the street. Uh, but it's it's happening. It's like they're not they're not um, discriminating. Who should get a book and who should not? It's like everybody's getting, even kids and it's like old people, young people, uh, black, white. Everybody's getting books. Stacks. They don't just take one book. They take a whole stack home, and uh, you know they're shot, they're going to the grocery store to get some groceries, and there they are with their cart, and they got the books too. Uh, in the parking lots, in the cars. Oh, it's, it's still happening. Uh, Lord Chaitanya's movement is going on uh, today. So now we're going to switch to Sanatana Goswami. It's his disappearance day. You all have this. So you can read along with me, and if I get short of breath, I'll have you help me read. Um, now, this is going to be something, af after we finish reading, and this was a mistake. They shouldn't have printed so many copies, but since they did, I'm going to take advantage of it. And after we finish, I finish reading this, I'm going to ask you questions <laughs> to see what you remembered about Sanatana Goswami today. And that way it'll stay in your mind. Okay. Um, easy questions, not, not too difficult ones. So um, Sanatana Goswami appeared in 1488, five years before Sri Rupa Goswami in a Saraswat Brahmana family in Bengal. Sanatana and his two brothers, Rupa and Anupam, were always absorbed in Bhava Bhakti from early childhood. Remembering Vrindavan, they named the forest in which they played after Raja's twelve forests, Talavan, Madhuvan, Kamyavan, Mahavan. They called their favorite bathing ponds Radhakun and Shamkun. In his youth, Sri Sanatana dreamt that a beautiful Brahmin boy gave him Srimad Bhagavatam. Feeling ecstatic, he awoke. But seeing neither the boy nor the Bhagavatam, he felt sad. When Sanatana began his puja that morning, however, Krishna himself, disguised as a beautiful Brahmin boy, came and said, Take 
the Srimad Bhagavatam for me. Always study it, and you will attain perfection. In Krishna Lila Stava, Sri Sanatana Goswami glorifies Srimad Bhagavatam. O Holy Bhagavat, you are my only company, my only friend, and my guru. You are my greatest treasure and my personal savior. You are the emblem of my house fortune and the very form of ecstasy. I offer obeisances to you. Forced to submit to the ruling Muslim government, Sri Rupa and Sri Sanatan became ministers and lived at Ramakali. But their real engagement was teaching Shastras, which they learned from Vidya Vachaspati, brother of Sarbam Bhattacharya. Pandits and Brahmins from all over India came to study under the two brothers. Sri Rupa and Sanatan were acclaimed as the crest jewels of the Gaudiya Vaishnava scholars. After the Lord visited Ramakali and freed them, they renounced everything for Lord Gauranga's service. Lord Chaitanya ordered Shirup and Sanatan to move to Vrindavan and perform four services. One, uncover Sri Krishna's pastime places. Two, install deities and arrange for their pujas. Three, compile the bhakti scriptures. Four, propagate the rules of devotional life. Entering Lord Chaitanya's service, they resolutely gave up power, riches, and position to live in Vrindavan as humble beggars absorbed in bhajan. One cannot properly perform Krishna bhajan until one renounces all attachments, both internally and externally, and adopts a life of simplicity and humility. Mm -hmm. Yes. They traveled extensively through Vrajamandala, discovering many lilastanas of Radhamadava. Having no fixed residence, they would catch a few winks of sleep, nor, no more than one and a half hours, per day, under a tree or bush. So I'd like to talk about the trees. Why did they sleep under the trees? Well, the first reason is that in the summer, you get shade. It's cooling in the summer. And in the winter, maybe you didn't know this, but it's warming. And how this, how, how is it warming in the winter? Srila Prabhupada was in Bhaktivedanta Manor and they were going for a morning walk. And the lake was frozen. There's a lake there. The lake was frozen, except uh, for one part where the ducks were swimming, and that part was underneath a tree. And he said, just see, the trees are giving warmth in the winter. That's why it's not frozen there. So they were sleeping under the trees, and the trees were giving them warmth. Now, another thing they did, they slept under a different tree every night. Why? Why a different tree every night? Because each tree had a different lila of Radha and Krishna associated with it. So then they would see all the different pastimes going on under each tree. Under each tree. They say in Braj that the trees still, there's still pastimes are going on in, in Vrindavan and the trees are witnessing them. They are really desire trees. So, to maintain himself, Sanatan would beg some wheat flour, roll it into a ball, add a touch of jimwana water, and drop it in smoldering coals to cook. He would offer this bhati, salt-free baked bread ball, to his deity of Madamahan. Giving up all kinds of material enjoyment, the Goswamis accepted the poorest way of life as mendicants. They ate just enough to maintain their bodies. So, Prabhupada talks about this. A little bit in a lecture, how he was, his his deity complained, you don't even offer me any salt. And then one time a huge boat of salt got stuck. Um, 
and, and Sanatan was helping the boat too in the Jamuna. It was because he was on the bank of Jamuna. Anyway, yeah, I hope he got the hint. So, uh, and Madan Mohanditi came out. The the captain of the boat was happy because Sanatan helped them to get out of the shallow water. Um, okay, so the Radha Madamohan Mandir established by Sanatan Goswami was the first one opened in Vrindavan by the six Goswamis, described as the personal extension of the body of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Sri Sanatan is the ideal spiritual master because he gives one shelter at the lotus seat of Madan Mohan. The three Vrindavan deities, Madan Mohan, Govindaji, and Gopinath, are life and soul of the Gaudiya Vaishnavas. The deity of Madamahan has a specific quality of helping the neophyte devotees understand their eternal relationship with the Supreme Personality of God, Lord Sri Krishna. So, Govindaji, so um, Madamahan deity is Sambandha, Sambandha, our relationship with Krishna. Govindaji deity is uh, Abhideya, or your service, devotional service. And Gopinath is Prayojan, our love of Godhead. So those are the three deities of Vrindavan that we worship. Gaudiya Vaishnavas worship these three uh, for the three uh, Siddhantas, Samanda, Abhideya, Prayajan. Madan Mahan means Krishna, who is so indescribably beautiful that he even attracts Cupid, Kamadev. Sanatna Goswami is Sambanda Acharya, who gives us knowledge of our proper relationship with Krishna and his deity. Madan Mohan helps us overcome our attraction for material sense gratification, Cupid, and fix our minds on devotional service. Sri Sanatana Goswami spent 43 years wandering from village to village in Vrindavan. The rich, so Vrindavan is not just the one village, it's, it's a big place. It includes Govardhan and other things, other Vrindavan. The rich bosses would affectionately care for him treating him like their father. With patience and concern, he listened to their problems. Then he would please all the villagers by his preaching and practical advice on everything from increasing crop yields to solving family quarrels. Mm -hmm. So I heard Prabhupada said, instead of going to court, then we just go to Sanatan Goswami. You, you decide our disputes. And so he was like that. He was amazing. Uh, he would, yes, he was their father. Even now in Vrindavan, they consider Sanatana Goswami their father. And today in Vrindavan there will be a huge Purkama on Purnima. This is the, probably the biggest Purkama of the year. Huge Purkama. Renouncing all worldly pleasure, Sanatana Goswami was humble, detached, always absorbed in study. Mahaprabhu often said Sanatana Goswami was his favorite devotee. As an ocean of love and mercy, Sanatana excelled all other devotees in his compassion toward the suffering souls. In his last years, he left his beloved deity of Maramahan with Krishadas Brahmachari, his disciple. He did bhajan on the banks of Manasiganga next to Chakaleshar Mahadev at Govardhan. So there's a story that goes, he, so he moved to um, Govardhan, he was doing everyday parikama. And he, he was living by Lord Shiva's place. He's, he's the guide, he's the doorkeeper of of, of Vrindavan, Lord Shiva. and But the mosquitoes were disturbing him so much, he was thinking, oh, I have to leave this place. But then Lord Shiva came to him and said, no, no, you stay here, I will take care of the mosquitoes. Mm. So after, now no mosquitoes there. 
Um, and he stayed. And so he stayed there at Govardhan. Um, daily he walked a 24-mile Parikrama, original longer route of Govardhan Hill. Although he was 65 years old, he kept his daily vow of offering 1,008 obeisances to Govardhan Hill and to any Vaishnava whom he met. Understanding the difficulty of his pure devotee, Shivana Mahan appeared one day and said, Baba, you are too old. Don't take so much trouble to walk around Govardhan Hill every day. Sanatana replied, This is one of the daily activities of my bhajan. I must maintain it. Since you are old, Samadha Mahan, you may now give up this vow. Starting to walk again, Sanatana replied, I will never give up my religious principles. Sanatana Goswami's firm determination to complete his daily devotion of vow pleased Srimadha Mahan, Krishna. But in the loving dealings between the Lord and his pure devotee, Krishna's desire to please his devotee often defeats the devotee's desire to please him. So out of loving compassion for his devotee, Sri Krishna stood on a large flat stone, Govardhan Shila, taken from Giviraj. He played his irresistible flute. The Govardhan Shila melted in ecstasy, capturing the impression of Krishna's lotus feet. Presenting this to Sanatana, Krishna said, If you circumambulate the Shila every day, it will be the same as going around Govardhan Hill every day. You will keep your vow intact and not compromise your religious principles. Seeing that Girash himself, Sri Krishna, had given the Shila, Sanatana Goswami gratefully accepted. One can still see that Govardhan Shila in Radha Damodar Temple. I think you have to give a donation, maybe. <laughs> but if, you're, if one person does it and there's a whole crowd, the whole crowd will see it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so we know the, you know, the tips of, of how to... Why not give a donation anyway? Yeah, one person gives it. <laughs> okay, next time you're there, you can ask to see this footprint of um, Krishna. Now they'll even ask you. They'll ask us, yeah, really? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's good news. Mm -hmm. If you go to Vrindavan, you can see Krishna's footprint in the Govardhan Shiva. Shibhakti Thakur said in Jaivya Dharma, Sanatana Goswami was empowered to explain the esoteric aspects of Krishna's manifest and unmanifest Rajlilas. Sanatana Goswami made a significant literary contribution to the Gaudi Sampradaya with his Hari Bhakti Vilas, Brihad Bhagavatamrita, and Brihad Vaishavatoshini. In the form of Labanga Manjari, Sanatana Goswami served Srimati Vishakasaki and Radha Madhava's Nityanikunj Lila. Sanatana Goswami's Samadhi is behind Radha Madha Mohan's temple. Okay, so you can, you can use your paper if you want. I'm going to ask you some questions. Uh, to see what you remember about Sanatana Goswami. Um, so, uh, how did he get Srimad Bhagavatam? Yes? Krishna personally gave it to him. Yeah, in what form was Krishna? Like a Brahmin boy. Yeah, a Brahmin. Good. Beautiful. Beautiful, <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Yes, isn't that one? You would be inspired too. <laughs> you, <laughs> Krishna gave you Bhagavatam. Oh, Prabhupada's giving it to you, so that's that's good. And we are inspired. <laughs> Prabhupada's giving us Bhagavatam. Um, so there are four four services that they were ordered by Lord Chaitanya to do. What's one service? They uncover the pastimes. Cover the pastimes. Okay. What else? 
Stole deities. Stole deities. Arrange for their puja. Write books. Write books. Write books. And one more. It's a little hard. Yeah, pro propagate the rules of devotional life. That was Hari Bhakti Vilas. Hari Bhakti Vilas says all the rules of what you have to do. So Prabhupada in one purport in Second Canto says if, if you live in Vrindavan, you should live as a Goswami, and that's what you should do. You should, uh, well, he said specifically write books. That's the duty of the disciple, especially the sannyasis. Okay. Um, how much sleep did they get? An hour and a half. Hour and a half. <laughs> That's easy to remember. <laughs> like we think, oh my God, how can we do that? How could they do that? I mean, last night I couldn't sleep with three hours, and well, I was finished. And they weren't drinking coffee. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't taking coffee, Mom. She says. <laughs> They're also eating very little. Uh, they were eating very little. It, it helps. Sleep. Yeah. Then you can't. You really can't sleep if you're hungry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they were eating very little. You need to sleep to digest your food, too much food. Um, do you, anybody know how much uh, Raghunath Das was eating? Couple drops. Drops of buttermilk? Yeah. Couple drops of buttermilk. Okay. And not every day even. Sometimes. <laughs> every few days. <laughs> yeah. Okay, um, where did they sleep? <laughs> Under the trees of Vrindavan. Every night, yeah. Different tree every night, not the same tree. They weren't attached to their tree. Okay, and what, what did Sanatana offer to his deity? Bhati. Bhati, Bhati. Okay. Um, which deity is he associated with? Madan Mahan. Very good, very good. And what? which part of the Siddhanta? Sambandha. Sambandha again. Good. So maybe, I, this isn't in your paper, but Govindaji, remember which which one he's... Abhideya. And who is, who is the... Who is Gopinath? Uh, Gopinath, yeah. Gopinath is which... Prayujan. Okay, Do you good. Remember the Acharyas? The Acharyas. Mm. Yeah, I. Abhidaya is Rupa Goswami, I believe. And Raghunath Das Goswami. Raghunath Das, yes. He's Prayujan Acharya. Yeah, Raghunath Das, yes. Yes. They all have different missions. Gopinath. 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 Yeah. Gopinath. Okay. Um, well, this is a little more difficult one. After leaving Vrindavan, well, it's not it's still Vrindavan, but he, it's this, where did he go to do his bhajan after uh, living by Madan Mohan? Then he moved somewhere. Yeah? Manasaganga. Manasaganga. Mm -hmm. And what's the special significance of the pl that place where he it's, it's somebody's special place somebody else's Lord Shiva uh-huh Shakaleshwar Shakaleshwar no mosquitoes there 
So if you want to go to a place with no mosquitoes. Um, so what, how did he keep his vow in his old age of circumambulating over on Hill? Thousand and eight times he said. Yeah, how and what happened? Because Krishna uh, came to him yeah. and manifested himself in a shiva. His footprint. Yeah, footprint. Good. So now you know all about Sanatana Goswami. So, um, yes, so we will stop here. If there's any questions or comments, you can, or anything you would like to add about Vishuddha um, Prabhupada. Mullet? One of the early stories he told us was about Sanatan, uh, and particularly about the, I think you mentioned it the other day, the touchstone uh, out of the trash. The touch, no, I didn't mention it, but that's, mm. that's no, but that's a good one. That's a good one. The touchstone, Sanatan Goswami. Yeah, yeah, I was listening to the early lectures, and Sanatan Goswami was featured in the early lectures in New York, actually. Maybe yeah, 66. This was like sixty-seven. Uh, in in Still San Francisco. Yeah. Oh, he was he was talking there also. I thought it was just New York. Yeah, he he was right into it right from the beginning. Yeah. Anything else? Uh, any questions? Uh, yes. I have a question that's not related to Sanat Goswami. I was just that's okay. I was listening to a lecture yesterday. Um, I'm just curious about Chattermash, I think starts also today. Well, it, it can start um, also on Akadashi. Uh, if you read Chaitanya Charitamrita, Srila Prabhupada says that the Vaishnavas started on Shayan Akadashi, because that's when Vishnu goes to sleep. So that's officially the start of Chattermash, when Vishnu goes to sleep. But, yeah, but today... Purnima is when the Mayavadis do it. But in Vrindavan, the temple does it on this day. I posted a, a quote from Prabhupada on Envy Connect with regards to... Acha? Uh-huh. Okay. Envy Village Connect. Envy? Vrindavan. Oh, Envy. <laughs> I thought you Envy. Envy. It's Envy. E-N-V-Y. <laughs> That's what I've heard. <laughs> okay. New Vrindavan. Yeah, now I got it. The other day I used it. The, uh, just a, I was writing an answer to somebody, and she goes, I'm confused. How did you get to Nevada? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, how do you cook for Prabhupada during Chapter Master? Did he observe it strictly? Yeah, that's what I want to know. No. Like, not at all. Because, I mean, if you consider the seasons, at this time, we have a lot of green leafy stuff growing. Right. In India, you don't. And, and then it's a monsoon, the rain comes, and it splashes and all kinds of insects. We do things. have leafy things in India, but they're full of worms. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're That's full of worms. And, yeah. and they insects. are full of worms and this time of year. Yeah. So it's, you know, not a good time. And I remember in Columbus, we had, that, we had a, made a little garden in our backyard one year. And the only thing growing was all these like wonderful leafy green things at that time, and and I suddenly thought, well, this is absurd. We've grown some food in the city, and we're going to trash it and go to the supermarket. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So we don't follow that, then. That's what my question was. Um, it well, my advice is you do whatever your temple does. Hmm. 
because I travel. So what I do is whatever the temple does. If they don't follow it, I don't follow it. If they follow it, I follow it. But yeah, I saw today in the Maha. I got Maha. There was spinach. Um, it was <laughs> so I already broke it. Sure you know. <laughs> uh, so that means I'm not following it. Yeah, true. No, I mean, you can break something if you start it, but I didn't even start yeah. it yet. <laughs> so I didn't break it. <laughs> but, um, I mean, I didn't follow it either, so I guess it means it's the whole thing is negativized. And also, some devotees don't eat tomatoes the whole four months. And it's like tomato season is about to happen. It's going to be you know, austerities. Huh? That's, that's an austerity. That's why yeah, but well, the I I'll tell you. The um the result of following I mean Chaturmasya, basically you you go to heaven. <laughs> you get to go to heaven if you follow Chaturmasya strictly. I know. I know. Yeah, yeah. Minimum thing. Yeah, Prabhupada, Prabhupada just gave us the minimum. He gave us. There's a lot. There is a lot more. You eat from the floor, and and I mean, not even on a cloth, and you put your head down and eat off the floor. Off the floor, yeah. And once a day, and for the guys that started, you know, making furry little faces, that's why he brought that up because because he was very strict about you know keeping clean. So he said, if you wanted to do that, was to Bhavananda actually. Because then you put your hands behind the back, sit on the bare floor, put the food on the bare floor, and eat once a day whatever is put on the floor in front of you. Yeah, it's um, <laughs> not worth it. No. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's I I just follow whatever temple I'm at, and usually most of the temples aren't following, but Vrindavan is following Vrindavan. They do follow. They follow the Krishna Bhavan, yeah, as far as I, I'm pretty sure they do. Because they 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 have to do what the rest of Vrindavan does too. Because mm. if they don't, they'll say, "Oh, just see those foreigners. They're not they're not serious." That's why Prabhupada had the ch chanting of all those mantras during the. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But Prabhupada said on the side, he was devotees. Actually, it was the kirtan that installed the deities. The kirtan is now yeah. He said that in the purport. Yes, the kirtan installed the deities. Yeah, so there's the Smarta regulations, and then there's the Vaishnava regulations. It's uh, different, and dates are different too. For the Smartas, today is the day, but I guess Vrindavan follows what the rest of Vrindavan does. But then even between the Vaishnavas, you get the Vodhya people. That's true. Cases, they won't eat carrots, they won't eat beets, they won't, you know, and all those things are served to Prabhupada at his request. Yeah. Yeah. We just have to follow Prabhupada. We're lucky. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, he made it easy for us. But some devotees are very strict. Strict um, about what? Um, about following these austerities. Like no near Jalakadashi, and they follow and yeah. But they, I don't think they stay up all night and chant. But they do. Follow Ikanashi like that.
We, you see that more in Vrindavan. That's the more important part, the chanting part. <laughs> yeah. They do chant more also. They do chant more. In, in mm -hmm. Holland, um, I lived there part-time. Um, I was really surprised that all the devotees there actually do stay up all night mm -hmm. on, uh, near Jalakata Sea. Oh, and, yeah. Um, don't eat or drink, and then they all have breakfast together the next morning. Yeah, it's on L.A. some devotees do it. They do. But I'm talking about every Akadashi, not just near John. Some devotees do it every Akadashi. That's pretty strict. I used to think that's what Akadashi was, was fasting from everything. Yeah, I saw, who was it? One of our, my godbrothers, he just posted on Facebook that when he first joined, he thought he should just fast on Akadashi. And Prabhupada told him, why aren't you coming for prasad? Yes. And he said, well, it's a Kadashi, I'm fasting. And Prabhupada said, no, no, Kadashi means feasting. <laughs> 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 and he had all these preparations, special preparations. Yeah. You know? <laughs> that was Prabhupada's application to, uh, for us. <laughs> yeah, I just read that. <laughs> Kadashi yeah, means feasting. Came, the fasting means feasting, famous mantra. <laughs> Gosh, he means feasting. But I mean, if we don't follow Charamasa, we should still respect those who do. You know, it's a. We should not. As long as they respect those who don't. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Malaji says, as long as they respect those who don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, both, it has to go both ways. Has to go both ways. Okay. Any other questions or comments? You had mentioned that there's magic in Bhagavad Gita as it is. Well, yeah, the magic. Was that what it was? What is he? His question is. I mentioned there's magic in Bhagavad Gita. Well, Prabhupada said he's not a magician because Prabhupada people say you have done magical things. He said the only my the magic is that I haven't changed Bhagavad Gita as it is. I haven't changed. Well, also, one one person asked him to do magic, <laughs> and he and he looked at the devotees and went like this. He goes, "This is by miracle. Right. This is a miracle." Yeah, Swamiji, can I'll repeat it for the online? Oh, the online people have gone uh, to sleep. <laughs> no, I was recording. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, it's not a, it's not live stream. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. Sometimes they do live stream. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Do you have a question? These uh, that we are worshiping, that uh, all of them are um, Radha, Radha uh, Madan Mohan. I mean, no, some are Govinda, some are Shamasundar, some are Gopinath. But I don't know where Vrindavan Chandra comes, but <laughs> which which of the three Siddhantas, I don't know. But we do know that there are three Radha Govinda, Radha Gopinath, and Radha Mada Mohan. Those are the three Siddhantas. So I hear that, for example, Madan Gopal is the same. Uh, Mohan. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't heard anything like about that, so I can't say. 
I want to speculate. <laughs> yes? What is the best way how to access uh, personalities like Sanatana Goswami and our Acharyas? What is the best way to access Sanatana Goswami? Through Srila Prabhupada. So today we're hearing um, mostly what Srila Prabhupada said. Um, you can go through your guru and go through Srila Prabhupada and uh, pray um, for revelation. Uh, or before you uh, read something out, like Brihad Bhagavatamrita is written by Sanatana Goswami and that's available now. So you can pray to Prabhupada for, or for help to understand, to appreciate what Sanatana Goswami has given us. Nectar of devotion, nectar of instruction by Srila Goswami. And that, that, those are given by Srila Prabhupada to us so we can take advantage. And his purports are has yeah, so Prabhupada has given us those, so that's really really a good way to access the six Goswamis. Plus their presence is right in our <laughs> Whose presence? Six Goswamis. Six Goswamis. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I was so impressed. I said, Wow, six Goswamis here. Yes. And you can do some little you know, you can go and just clean the bars on the <laughs> the altar, you know, around their altar, or wipe on the, you know, I mean, you can actually do something tangible for them. Wow. Or just sit and There shower. you go, we have the six Goswamis here. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's so nice. We he have came through the mercy of Varshana Swami. Oh, yeah? He put them? I forget how exactly he got them here, but it was because he wanted them to come, right? Do you know, Malti? up on his property there in his little... Oh yeah, first they were they up were there. Did out. you ever get to go up there? No. Were, no. Well, it's a mess right now. They, they were up there. on the hill, and then we brought him down to the temple on the altar. Wow. The temple there wasn't really complete. It was like a little outdoor gazebo. Oh. Which was kind of... <laughs> but what's the story of how he, he had them uh, come oh, from had, India? Oh, yeah, the Can you speak well? So He had some connection. You know, Govinda Priya's husband, he got a They're beautiful. Yeah, they're sweet. Yeah, first we brought them only down for the winter. Yeah? Yeah. And then after some time, they kept staying. The winter right. got longer and longer. <laughs> <laughs> waiting for the new temple to be built. <laughs> Can you tell us about Lord Chaitanya's um, meeting with Sanatana Goswami? Mm. There's so many meetings, but uh, the one that I was thinking of was when he embraced the Oh, well, he was embracing him a lot. <laughs> um, there's, when he, f well, when he first met, they were in Ramakali. He was on his way to Vrindavan, so he thought, he never made it to Vrindavan, but he, he stopped at Ram Ramakali on the way. And then the second meeting was after Sanatan renounced his government position. Yeah. And I believe Lord Chaitanya was in Banaras. And uh, so, but he was dressed like a Muslim mendicant. Mm -hmm. And he told Chandrasekhar, go outside, there's a Vaishnava waiting to come in. And he said, there's no Vaishnava, it's just a Muslim <laughs> mendicant. And he went out there, and uh, so then he, he, and he embraced him there. And then again he embraced him when, um, after Sanatan traveled from Vrindavan to 
Jagannath Puri, he got disease of sores all over his body, and Lord Chaitanya was embracing him, and he thought, oh, I'm going to commit suicide. And then Lord Chaitanya said, no, you cannot. Your body belongs to me. And then he embraced him, and the sores went away. I have plans for this body. Yeah, I have plans. You, you don't own this body. It belongs to me. So that's how we stay in this world, because we know that um, our body doesn't belong to us. It belongs to... That's why we're here. That's the only reason we're here. Prabhupada has some use for us here. He has some use for us, uh, uh, something for us to do. And that's why he's keeping us here. Well, otherwise, why stay here in old age bodies? No, no fun. It's no, not really any... <laughs> yes? There's a statement that, Sinatra, that the Goswamis were well-liked by the ruffians and the uh, Dira, Kota. Dira, Janapriya. Yes. So do you know any examples of that? <laughs> I don't know any examples, but you have to read Prabhupada. He does talk many times how they were... And I, I guess that I would understand that as in their travels village to village, they would meet all sorts of people, and even the fools and rascals, as Prabhupada would call them, would would be would like Sanatana Goswami. Everybody loved him, even those who were not good people. They still respected Sanatana Goswami and Rupa Goswami. Like he wouldn't come. Like how many rounds have you chanted? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he would like. How are your crops? How's your family? How's your kids? Right. How are your cows? Mm. And they, he would inquire about them. Mm. Yeah. Show interest in them. Mm -hmm. I, I encountered a worker who works on the water system, and he told me that he had met Prabhupada. Mm. Um, and the first thing he said was, uh, he was a gentleman. Oh. <laughs> uh, yes. Just yeah. see. Just, Just see. A regular, you know, pipe. Kind of guy. Yeah. Everybody would appreciate mm. Prabhupada. Whoever met him, the parents of the of the devotees, and yeah, mm. they would the re newspaper reporters. <laughs> they would appreciate Prabhupada when they when devotees would meet them. They would appreciate Shri Prabhupada. A local judge met Prabhupada when he was here in '72. Who? A local judge. A judge. And he was so impressed with them that he kept photos of them mm. in his chamber. Wow. When uh, a couple here, Sudan Lajabadi, got married, the judge gave them a photo of Prabhupada. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that story. Well, yeah, Prabhupada had, he was amazing personality. Judge, judge, Yes. Um, this is a question about your class this morning. Okay. Um, you'd mentioned that the mode of goodness means balance. How does, how, do you have any advice on how to balance one's life? Well, Krishna tells what us in Bhagavad Gita. Okay, the question is, I mentioned about mode of goodness means balance, how to balance our lives. Though so that advice is given in Bhagavad Gita by Krishna. Um, you have to regulate 
your life. And four things have to be balanced. Eating, sleeping, working, and recreation. Four things. That's the yogi. If you do that, you're a yogi. And if you do then and if you balance your life like that, then you can be freed of all disease, all material pains. That's what Gita, Krishna says in Gita. So mode of goodness, if you balance your life, mode of goodness. And that's why I go swimming. <laughs> because I need I need to balance my recreation. <laughs> no, it's actually good for my health. And um yeah. So uh yeah. Eating, sleeping, working, and recreation have to be balanced. And then that's the mode of goodness. That's the Bhagavad Gita. I can read you the verse. Chapter 6, verse 17, I think. Is it? Somebody knows Gita here? <laughs> yeah. Yiktaharavihara yukta chestas karmashir. He who is regulated in his habits of eating, sleeping, recreation, and work can mitigate all material pains by practicing yoga system. Dukaha. So dukkha means unhappiness. Ha. It will become free. It will kill all unhappiness. Ha. Dukaha. So, it, and Prabhupada translated as uh, problems, you know, problems with the body. Yes? Just in regards to what you were just saying, I feel like, you know, as a devotee who was, you know, brought up all through the 70s and 80s, and, you know, where it seems like kind of conditioned to have, like, no recreation. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I know. Like, like feeling guilty. Having I know. I I was like that too. Twenty hours save four hours sleep. Yeah. yeah. And I'm finding, you know, as I'm getting older, it's still kind of ingrained in me that you know I don't have time for recreation. I have so yeah. much to do. Yeah. I was really happy to hear you say that. <laughs> I didn't say it. I uh, Krishna says it in Bhagavad Gita. Not me. I didn't say it. You're the only one changing. Uh, but I, I follow it. I just follow it. I follow it. But she also chants 16 rounds every day. I get up from Mangalarti. I get up at 3.30 every day. Wow. Um, and earlier in Vrindavan. Um, I go eight, between 8 and 8.30. Late is 9. But last night I couldn't sleep. So sometimes it happens. And I chant. When I can't sleep, I chant. So then I, when I wake up, it's, when I get up, I think, okay, at least I've got some rounds done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> After midnight, I start chanting my rounds. Mm-hmm. I can't sleep. <coughs> and before that, I chant other kind of mantras. Shinga or whoever. Yeah, yeah, I, I do work also. <laughs> But you know, when you get older, you have to um, you have to spend time on your health. Actually, he took a walk. He took he said three things: Ayurvedic medicine, his walk, and his massage kept him healthy. And he, <coughs> the walk started after he came to America, because mm-hmm. yes, when he got hospitalized that first time, mm-hmm. one of the doctors told I think it was Brahmananda or Gargamuni, you know that old man. 
He sits around too much. He prays too much. He prays too much. And he suggested walking, and Prabhupada picked him up on that. But what I find with, like, when you get old, prevention is better than cure. So I do a lot of prevention. I do different, I do physiotherapy, I do yoga, I do qigong, <laughs> pranayama. I do many, many things to keep healthy, to keep my body healthy. And then I was, I've been traveling the last 10 years, before COVID anyway, eight months a year. And I'm able to do that. Because I, prevention, you have to, you have to do something so that you remain in good health, so you can last, endure, you know, we have to, if Prabhupada's keeping us around, then we should be in good shape. And when, after the age of 40, you start deteriorating more. Like when you're young, you feel, I can do anything, but after 40, it's, it starts, and every, every year is, after, then it's like 10 years, okay, 50, it gets worse, then 60, and then 70, it's like every year. It gets worse every day, actually. Um, <laughs> and you wake up in the morning, and you, the pain is in a different place, or some problem is in a different place. And uh, oh, there's a joke. It's, it's and one day if you wake up and there's no pain, that means you died. <laughs> uh, this is old age. Yeah. So if you haven't suffered it yet, don't worry. <laughs> you will if you live. <laughs> When you're young, there's no concept. We think it's not going to happen to us, but it happens. Like death, I think death won't happen. Old age won't happen. Disease. It happens to the best of us. <laughs> and the worst. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Any great, other? Death is a great equalizer. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. What did Prophet say about death? A reporter asked, how come the death rate is higher in India? And Prophet said, it's, it's the same everywhere, 100%. <laughs> okay, any other questions? So, uh, uh, to broaden this discussion a little bit, so you take in personal responsibility of your health and hmm. your sadhana. So sometimes devotees think, I'm joining the temple, I'm surrendering, I'll just do what I'm told. But it seems that there's also, it has to be some introspection to realize maybe if I do what I'm told, it will actually... Well, I've had, I've had discussions with devotees, so they say, if I do what I'm told, and I'm being told to do so much, then I'm neglecting my health, I'm neglecting my so. sadhana, or something. So, at a certain point, there's personal responsibility, and then on the, on the other side, there's surrender. So, can you kind of <laughs> fluff that out? Well, it's, when you're young, it's good to surrender, because uh, you might fall in maya if you... Um, don't do what you're told, uh, because we have we're not yet fixed devotees. When you get more experience as a devotee, then you can have a conversation with your your person who tells you what to do, and 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 discuss. Perhaps you understand what are your needs at, at a certain point, especially if you get over a certain age. 
it changes. I, I real I had to I had to accept the fact and surrender to the fact that I can't do all this heavy physical thing that I used to do when I was young. I can't run around like I used to. Of course, I still run around country to country, but that's. <laughs> but um, yeah, and then you have to. And then uh, usually it hits mid 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 age crisis, fifty, forty, fifty. Um, it doesn't hit you to then really. But if it hits you before then, then you need to discuss with your authorities and see what can be worked out. But I, but Prabhupada encouraged us to be independently thoughtful. Um, yes. He also encouraged us to follow the authorities too. <laughs> so. Well, being thoughtful doesn't mean you don't follow. follow. Right. Exactly. Mm. It's how you follow. <laughs> How you follow, or how you interpret the instructions too. Yes. I mean, I guess the point is that ultimately, the individual is responsible for their. Yeah, decisions. that's true. Uh, you know, it's, you it's can't blame way. anyone else. Right. Can't blame anyone. Can't, can't blame so you anyone. Make your decisions based on. Yeah, you choose. You it's your choice. It's your choice. Yeah. Any other? Personally, your body will go and strike if you're too old. The body was, the day will come and your body will say, "Uh, uh I'm not doing this anymore. You gotta, you gotta listen to me." Okay. Any other questions? Yes. Um, you know, we we hear about how Rupa and Sanatana Goswami's so eager to surrender to Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and you know once, uh, how did they hear about him? How yeah well there was no internet that's a good question and there was no I don't know if there was mail I guess there, yes messages were sent yeah, but their messages were like how is your bud John how is yeah, I mean, we read today. That we read today that um, Sanatan was very famous, and many scholars from all over India came to study. How did they know? How did they know that Sanatan was a great teacher? Sanatan was a great teacher. How did they know? So, um, yeah, word of mouth. Yeah. Well, wasn't that like prominent kingdom, something where they were working that? Their employer, you know, the, this king. Um, yeah, they were prominent. Amassed so much, you know, influence. In yeah, yeah. So, just like in the early days of Iskon, there was no internet or even mail from Vrindavan. Telephone calls you couldn't. With the telephone you didn't have work. To go to Delhi. Yeah, yeah, from Vrindavan. And book a call. Yeah. Even in Calcutta, I was trying to call in to make members. It would take ten times to get through one one call. The calls were like this. Hello? 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 H
Hello! 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 Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Hello! Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so... But somehow... Somehow, if something happened in Iskand, we there was one of my god sisters in, I think it was in Bombay, called the Voice of Iskand. <laughs> she, Vishwadevi, she would, <laughs> she would get the news. That we didn't have to, huh? She still does. Oh, she she still does. Okay. Yeah, there was no um, no email and internet and mobile phones. Okay. One of, one of my favorite stories that uh, Shruti Kirti always tells is about uh, the Seven Up. Oh, the, the Seven Up. On the yeah. airplane. And yeah. Somehow or other, all over the world, yeah. the oh, started, started drinking Seven Up. Seven up. <laughs> <laughs> and there was no internet, I don't think. No, no. No. So. <laughs> no mobile phones. No internet. And every fridge, every fridge you opened, they said in the householder's house, everybody would have yeah. a stock with seven eyes. There was something called tele Telex, I think. Yeah. I think Telex was there. Telex. You probably don't even know what that is now. <laughs> no, see, he doesn't know. <laughs> what is a Telex machine? You type something on it, and it, it goes immediately to another place that has a machine. It's kind of, it, yeah, it was immediate. Okay, I think we should stop because everybody's leaving and they're not getting prasad. <laughs> so, Hare Krishna, I'll go and see you, Prabhupada.